0: This episode of Bend the Knee is brought to you by our Bannermen, Lord Jason of House Ross, Lady Amanda of House Richardson, Lord Adam the Young Bull of House Parker, Sir Peter of House Whittingham, Sandy the Dragon, Blood of Queen Daenerys, and Lady of Jameson, Lord Nelson of the Long Isle, Sir Joshua of House Ross, Lady Liz of House Hendricks, Sir
1: Matthew of House Perry. This podcast is protected by Lord Hunter the Foulmouthed, Lady Amanda of House Ryan, Lady Rajal of House Stevens, Sir Ron of House Golson, Lord Robert the Unfrozen of House Butler, Lord Paramount of Skagos Island. Hello and welcome to Bend the Knee, a Song of Ice and Fire podcast. I am Sir Matt the Bud Knight, Fist of the Dragon, Maker of Gains. And I am Sir Ezra the Watchful, Stealer of Hearts,
0: Bandit of Time, Hero of Shreve. Welcome to our Song of Ice and Fire book club. Today we are into Tyrion two of Clash of Kings, and in our Maester's study, we
1: will be discussing uh, Jacelyn Bywater. Yeah, Sir Ezra back... Um, on the mic he was a little you know had the flu (laughs) yeah uh you know you know it happens man i you know (sighs) but it sucks because i tried talking to you and uh, i couldn't hear a word that was coming out of your mouth
0: oh it was bad actually
1: the the more i talk like i kind of get this
0: is too much information but like you know you get all that stuff all that crud built up and it's like um trying to still talk through it all it's just a little crazy Mm -hmm. so i sound a little
1: weird or different you know it is what it is but yeah it's flu season man you know you get your flu shots right i encourage uh, psa bend the knee psa right here get your flu <laughs> shots yeah man i it's so and i was shocked like my
0: family had had the flu and different like friends and stuff and all of my students and i was just like okay i'm good you know i thought i was good i was like i'd made it through and then uh, i went on a little road trip which was like an 18 hour drive and probably mm-hmm. my immune system was shot uh And, you know, there was like a flu advisory down in Texas when I was down there. So I was like, this sucks. And sure enough, I got it. So whatever. But it's all right, though. We're back. We're back after it. And uh, we got some fun, kind of exciting stuff uh, to talk about. I am just, uh, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling motivated. Like, I actually feel for once that I just, I don't have a whole lot. Like, things are planned out. I took some time to say, okay, if I'm not going to get the episode out, um, we're going to like get a schedule going, get some stuff down on my calendar, mm-hmm. uh, look at upcoming cons, go ahead and buy those tickets, all that kind of stuff. And, uh, oh gosh, even went ahead and upgraded some more equipment. I love me and me and equipment, man. I love equipment. You know, I just love me too. God, I love new equipment and just and working with it and trying to make, make something better and more polished. So I don't know, dude, just, uh, just stoked right now. So, um,
1: but how about you, man? You've been all right. You've been good. Yeah, I've been good, man, just keeping busy. Um there's a lot of you know diving back into the content, doing some more deeper reads. There's been quite a bit of news recently. Uh, we'll get to that here in a bit. Um still on winds of winter watch. Yep. Uh you know, if, if I see a single snowflake out there, I think are we getting winds of winter? Yep. Is this a <laughs> is sign? Is this a sign? Is <laughs> is is this is this, uh. a, is this a sign? Yeah. Um so but yeah, man, just been uh doing good. So far I'm I'm keeping strong to my new year's resolutions. Nice. Down down a couple pounds, uh getting ready perhaps for ice and fire con. Maybe you'll see us there. Mm-hmm. Um and uh Cereza and I have a, a get together to do for some Patreon rewards. You know, we have an axe throwing contest we need to do and um, an archery contest, which we should have done. But uh you know, last time I was in Ohio it was for unfortunate circumstances, yeah. so yeah didn't get to have that happen but uh yeah let's just say you know Ezra and I are, we're planning some big things for the podcast yeah so we are some travels
0: some travels uh, and and maybe even some uh get a chance to kind of meet some of you uh we will definitely i would mm-hmm. definitely let you know the the cons that I will be at even if it's not a Game of Thrones related con mm-hmm. um I'm definitely going to let people know I now have a free place to stay in Atlanta dude so I'm like perfect there's like several cons we can go to there that I'm like let's go mm.
1: so um yeah and i I have chosen the first um item we're gonna do from the game of thrones cookbook uh we're gonna do a bowl of brown we thought that was kind of maybe you know (laughs) the best place to start yeah uh so um just kind of um getting that uh set up you know trying to figure out you know once you start filming stuff um you know so i've been talking about or we want to do that probably in february well it's almost february so um you know getting like how do i want to light it how do i want to shoot it how do i want i want to make it you know i don't want to just be like okay here's me walking around a kitchen okay and then you you know I, I, we, I mean we try to keep we try to keep things as high quality as possible i mean i would
0: watch you just walking um, around the kitchen bro I mean,
1: just you know and just make just making a bowl baking a bowl of brown yeah, well yeah yeah so but yeah, so uh, stay tuned for that. It's gonna be um, probably on our Bend the Knee YouTube page. I'm mean, not I may make just a new YouTube page for it, so it makes it a little bit easier um, for those of you that do like to listen on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, but that'll be posted in the Facebook group and ever everything. So uh, I am getting uh, getting that going. We'll probably be um, recording that here in a couple weeks and then uh, beginning to post those. And then I think what we're gonna do is uh, possibly pick like three um items from the cookbook and then just let people vote on it yeah in on, on the patreon and then maybe in the facebook group and stuff like that and just kind of go from there yeah um but yeah did did kind of a, did, i was doing some studying on that last week what's what's because have you ever have you, you and i have looked at the cookbook and we've done a couple things um, this is the official game of thrones cookbook right um for a, our mead meat and che- cheese series we're doing um some of these things are like you need snake for like I don't know where I go buy where I would go buy a snake to do some of these Dornish dishes like dishes like where do you where do you buy a dead a dead snake to cook it and <laughs> I, I, I I'm out I'm not doing that no. one, so you know but exactly so and then some of these are like you need to age wine for three months it's like well okay I, I better get started <laughs> uh, uh so yeah yeah that's cool that's awesome yeah I mean never
0: forget that we I mean, YouTube is where we were at, man. We were mm-hmm. doing
1: some YouTube stuff, so that was that was fun. That was some crazy times, yeah. And that's gonna be that's definitely gonna be something twenty twenty this year with you know all of our projects. Uh, bend the knee. Um, we're gonna be doing a lot more uh, YouTube content, adding that in. And so uh, Bend the knee. Here, we're gonna be doing that kind of meat, meat and cheese series. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. Doing some doing some of the stuff in the Game of Thrones cookbook. I know we've had some people on the Instagram, um, Lady Sarah, who was doing it there for a while, and I. Thought it was really cool and people really liked it. So yeah,
0: yeah, for sure. And actually, while we're on, just talking about kind of uh, upgrades and and some of this stuff here with YouTube, I want to give a huge shout out to uh, James Nutter, um, who is mm-hmm. killing it on YouTube right now. He's actually the guy who designed our website and has helped you know mm-hmm. keep that running and everything. And he's just a, a, a good dude. And uh, I just started posting as well. Again, trying to get back into, you know, all things fantasy and kinda of doing like a, a fantasy, you know, um, right channel, books, whatever, uh, reactions, reviews, all that good stuff. And uh yeah, man, he he's he's killing it. Uh so go check him out. That's James Nutter. And uh he's I asked him, I was like, dude, lighting, what's up? I mean, how that looks good and, and so he's just uh it's kinda cool. He said that I guess listening to, you know, to, to bend the knee, getting back into um, a Song of Ice and Fire has really just inspired him to to really dive more into fantasy and stuff. So it's the fantasy, the fantasy network uh, is just his channel. It's fantastic. <laughs> Jeez.
1: Yeah. So perfect. Yep. OK. All right, man. Well, I uh, we got a little bit of news here. Um, it seems uh, Gurr was kind of asked and some people pointed this out in the Facebook group um, kind of about Winds of Winter, which, which he's responded. It's not done yet. <laughs> which of course is uh <laughs> uh nothing short of what we would expect at at this point but um yeah. you know he just simply i don't even is, care uh, it will be done so i'm good you know yes he says it's not yet finished um yeah. you, you know it's just who knows again we talk about it all the time we'll we'll see we'll see,
0: no, we'll see. And, every you know, nuance we'll see. matters ahead. okay so we, even though we may say the same thing over and over about this, it matters what is, you know, like how he said something, when, what time of day, night, whatever. You know, it, it, guys, it's there's something there's something to all this. So we're watching the signs.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. And, and uh, but the biggest I think kind of the, the biggest thing is um, he was asked about the book's ending. Yeah, <clears throat> just the books in general, and he said that they may not be the same, right? Yeah, which I think is is the most interesting. hmm. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's
0: uh, it's it's wild. Okay, I, this was cool. I loved this. I I I screenshot it. I sent you a, a text and just said, "Dude, let's go." I mean, w- one person. So the the article I'm looking at is from um the New York Daily News, and uh, they're just they're just kind of talking about. He, he was over, at what, in Germany, talking to the, the, the German press or something, mm. and people had to, like, translate this and try to figure out what was, what was he actually saying here. Um, you know, one of, to, to quote him here, one of the things he said that, uh, you know, winds of winter and a dream of spring uh, might not unfold like the TV show. Uh, he said, quote, people know an ending, but not the ending. Uh so mm-hmm. you know it's like the makers of the TV Not show and yeah, yeah. which
1: I think is is the important is the important thing right
0: that. right so um he does say you know the makers of the TV show had overtaken me which I didn't expect uh so there's that he he added that the final season of the show wasn't uh quote completely faithful to his planned ending <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know there's this uh it, it, it's fascinating fascinating and also I think a lot of people kind of said like it can't be and that's I remember coming out of season eight going two different things 100% even going into it they were preaching that from the from the get go that like hey they actually years ago once they realized that they had passed him um, mm-hmm. I think George maybe I don't know kind of said alright you guys are on your own like I, I can't I'm not giving away I'm not going to give away a bunch of secrets you know um, or you know it, I, he, he, mm-hmm. he can't give away the big you know, points, plot points in his stories. So I think he mm-hmm. was he had to be okay with saying, Yeah, let let this be different. Let HBO make their own ending for this. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I just I, I don't know. It was oh okay, so one of the articles that I saw was like that they, they kinda took the stuff out of context and it was a little bit clickbaity where it was kinda saying that basically Daenerys doesn't kill you know, or that John doesn't kill her, that she might not actually die in the end, she could live all the way through. And I think they were kind of ticking some liberty there a little bit with that i don't know that he actually said that i don't think you know george is not going to come out and say yeah that character doesn't actually die no he's
1: he's he's certainly he's certainly not going to give anything that significant just away yeah so but it was just the idea Um, that it's different so and i will say really quick i wanted to mention this somebody sent us a message in uh through facebook um, a couple like last week. Uh, Lady Joe sent us things. She said, "Hey, Sir Ezra and Sir Matt. I'm not usually one to start rumors, but thought this was too interesting not to share. So here goes." Um, she listens to a book review podcast called The Bookshelf. It's an Australian podcast which is part of ABC Radio um, in Australia, and one of the reviewers had mentioned that she had just read an 800 page. Uh, epic fantasy that was under a very strict embargo so she wasn't allowed to discuss anything further about it but just simply that she was reading something like that now an 800 page epic fantasy that would be under a very strict embargo does i mean it could be anything yeah but I do think it's yeah. Just saying that's how because um, I read a lot of video game news and stuff, um, and and you always see that kind of stuff where stuff is under um, like a very strict embargo. People are given total you know non disclosure agreements. You have to uh, to be able to talk about like games and, and stuff like that. Especially when anytime a new video game system comes out, um, that's like when like stuff is like the most hardcore. So like this year we're gonna get PlayStation Five, we're gonna get the new Xbox, um, and so like people obviously have them, but they're like. N- you know completely not allowed right to talk about it yeah just like just like sometimes just like just like how people in the Oscar Academy uh, the Oscar Academy get review copies of movies like weeks before they come out Um, and they're obviously you know part of their agreement in, in doing so is they are obviously not allowed to just reveal the whole thing so right right okay well yeah so I mean who this is somebody who do they review stuff or they i mean how would they yeah that's what that's what that's what it looks well i mean it, you, it could be you know it could be a um like a test a screen test you know they do screen yeah. tests of movies where they where they, they just show people here here's our movie what would you think before they go back to the drawing board and edit a little bit you know you bring in you know they people companies do that all the time before they release a new project or product you know, they'll bring people in, you know, do like where, you know, where they have them sit in the room and, and talk about something. And you see it with political candidates, you know, we're like, okay, what do you think? And then, you know, you just get, some people saying that stuff so they can kind of test and see. Okay, does this trend well with sure you know women? Does this trend well with you know older men? Like who's your who? What group's gonna buy this product or huh. or whatever? Okay, and so yeah. I'm just, uh, yeah, and so it it could be something like this. I didn't listen to the episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, she said it's from. She said it's from their most recent episode. And again, it's just somebody simply saying that they've recently read something under very strict embargo that is roughly an eight hundred page fantasy. Could be literally any book, but Winds of Winter would be roughly that that size. So. Um yeah. I think there are a lot more signs as we kind of look yeah. to it being close. So okay. anyway, I just thought it was interesting you said that and I was like, "Ooh, I got to I definitely have to um I have to check that out." So Yeah,
0: well, we've asked people if you if you hear rumors or you uh if there's anything that kind of comes up that you're thinking looks looks or sounds interesting. Um definitely mm. send us a raven, yeah, cuz that's absolutely something to consider, I guess. I I don't know. Um Dang, that wouldn't that be good lord that you'd Insane. have to really trust some i mean that would be uh i don't know it's just it's like it's crazy to think that somebody might have had access to something that was untitled and a portion of it or whatever um mm-hmm. even even if it's not the whole thing yeah i don't know it just it's awesome i i'm telling you it's Absolutely. this year it's this year he's announcing i think so that it's done. i think so too so i think i think so too. i'd wager yeah. money so oh okay cool awesome um yeah, so I think what we're going to do too, we talked about in our extended edition, possibly talking about what we think maybe the ending of this series is going to be uh, in in the book. If it's different, if it's yeah. book, yeah, yeah, in in the books, if it's different. Um, so we'll definitely talk more about this later at the uh, post show, I guess. You know, uh, it just it's fascinating to me to think that this, because I kept telling myself when people were were really getting on the showrunners. And stuff for season eight. I thought, guys, maybe, maybe this is you know he told he told them this is who needs to be king. This is who needs to be killed, and this is who kills the the great other or whatever the night king. There is no night king, right? But you know whatever. It's just maybe he told him that kind of stuff. I don't know. I just th- then again, you look at the night king being a complete you know creation for for the show. It just I it's it's going to be completely different and that that excites me that makes me happy and I, i'm i i'm just more and more pumped to do green dreams to think about where characters are at the end of their their arc right now or, 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 where we left them in a dance so and we've got
1: ravens today kind of to talk about that uh, a little bit so it's exciting yeah, absolutely absolutely so <clears throat> ooh, all right man you know winds watch Always. Yep. We're always we're always on always on wins watch. So yep. um, okay. So do we have a do we do we have a new poll this week? Uh yeah we do. Um yeah let me just uh try
0: to clear my uh, sinuses a little bit here. Uh yeah so we have a poll. Um here we go. Lord Robert the unfrozen of House Butler hooking us up here again and this is something I actually I talk about this character a little bit maybe too much but I I think it's fascinating. Uh so this week's poll is is um. Is Alaris of Old Town actually Sorella Sand Snakes? Um, I, and I think, when we go back here, overwhelmingly, the answer was yes. So we had uh, over, you know, 20-plus um, votes on this, mm-hmm. and it was it was definitely overwhelmingly uh, yes that Alaris is actually Sorella. So uh, that's cool. I, I've actually, if you go back, man, I don't know, over a year ago, I was talking about Sorella uh, um, possibly being Rainey's. You know targaryen and and looking dornish and all the connections that were there being born of the you know same age and and stuff it uh so and the only thing that stopped me on that theory was a was a so spake uh martin where he kind of came out and, <sighs> and 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 shut yeah. it down
1: i'm i'm still on board that one she that alaris is sorella sand mm-hmm and two that Sorellas sand yeah. is Rainey's Targaryen. <laughs> I'm with I'm with that yeah I, I I think I think there's more it'd be crazy um, it'd be th- yeah because at this point I mean it just it does seem more and more likely that and again it could just be because we're all within in win's withdrawal um that everyone is everyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you you could turn anybody into, you know, any other character at this point. Yeah,
1: or actually no. Not everyone is everyone. Everyone is no one, you know, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey, this week we're going to talk about a pretty uh there, there's 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 some li- there's some lines in this um chapter we're going to get into today, which is the basis of an enormous kind of uh ridiculous theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, we, you know, if you go back, we did an episode um uh is roose bolton a vampire which is a oh yeah which is is definitely one and there is another one you should check out is uh varus a merman and a lot of that comes from today's <laughs> a passage in today's chapter man yeah. so uh you know I mean, people are like i think varus is a merman like okay so anybody anybody could be anybody
0: yeah they get kind of ridiculous and and i i love i mean again uh we've always told people send us those ravens because i don't really care how ridiculous it is it may spark another thought and it may take us down another rabbit hole or a different direction so i'm uh, the crazier the better uh sometimes we have to kind of weed through some pretty crazy stuff uh in our our inbox but that's okay it it always uh keeps us kind of thinking and stuff so so yeah um Okay, uh, let's see here. Let's um, so that was the captain's report. Let's move over. Move over here to the. Oh yeah, let's uh, hit up the Maester study real quick um, before mm-hmm. we dive in here. I'll let uh, Sir Matt get ready for the reread. But so this is Jason Bywater, and I, I just wanted to kind of, in an effort to to mention and uh, focus in on some of these other characters. This is a tad. I mean, this is a reread podcast, so we I think we're, we can talk a little bit about this character just kind of moving forward. What I thought is interesting. Um, so. In the chapter we're about to read, we are introduced to to Jason Bywater, and it's a it's a character who uh, he he serves as an officer in the city uh, watch of King's Landing, uh, otherwise known as the Gold Cloaks. He is the captain of the Mud Gate, and I just think it's really cool how Tyrion he's questioning um, Slint about events that took place in a Game of Thrones and things that happened with Edard Stark and. He doesn't like what's, what's, you know, we'll, we'll get into all of that. There's, there's, uh, he's just, he's, it's, it's fantastic how Tyrion, um, is able to piece all this together, figure out the right person to, to place some blame on, and land on, on Jason being the guy to replace, uh, Slint in the, um, in the City Watch and for him to be the new kind of commander of the City Watch. So this guy's really cool and, and uh, he, he has, a, he's nicknamed, iron hand and i thought about this i'm like i forgot the connection between jamie lannister's golden hand and uh jason bywater's iron hand and how really the idea kind of comes around later on that when uh, jamie comes back and he is in need of a hand <laughs> he thinks of and they they reference iron hand this guy who he had lost his hand during i think it was the um Greyjoy rebellion and was knighted afterwards by Robert Baratheon. So, just as sort of a random character, I won't really talk about the end and where, what happens to him, and and some of the conspiracy stuff that's going on with with Tyrion and um, the, the the Battle of uh, the Blackwater, because that's that's a whole other thing. And and I I look forward to discussing those chapters. But he's around for for quite a bit, um, and he's referenced again in the Storm of Swords. So. We'll kind of pay attention to him and just just note that um, he's mentioned briefly. We do see him and he is now the commander of the City Watch and he kind of takes over for um, Janus
1: Lint. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. All right. Yeah, perfect. All right. Well, let's dive on into uh, the reread here. Uh, last week we were with Catelyn one, where Catelyn watches as her son King Robb Stark was present, present uh, presented his peace terms to his envoy uh, Sir Cleos Frey. Afterward, Catelyn argued with Rob over his refusal to exchange Jamie Lannister and his plan to send Theon Greyjoy back to the Iron Islands. Later, Catelyn discusses the war with Brendan Tully as they plan an alliance with the King Renly Baratheon. This week we're into Tyrion too, but the last time we were with Tyrion, Tyrion had met with the small council uh, and assumed his position as acting hand of the king. After dismissing the council, he and Cersei discuss all that has happened in King's Landing, and Cersei grudgingly accepts him as hand. Later Later, Tyrion travels to the Broken Anvil where he finds Var- that Varys has already discovered his mistress, Shay. This week, uh, Tyrion dines with Lord Janus Slint uh, They discuss the murder of King Robert's bastard daughter um, and Eddard Stark's execution and candidates for commander of the City Watch. Tyrion then has Slint taken into, cons- into custody to join the Night's Watch. Afterward, he discusses the same topics with Varys. Mm-hmm. So, um, as always, I'll read a little bit of the uh, first uh, part here. Janus Slint was a butcher's son, and he laughed like a man chopping meat. More wine, Tyrion asked him. I should not object, Lord Janus said, holding out his cup. He was built like a keg, and it had a similar capacity. I should not object at all. That's a fine red from the arbor. Dornish, Tyrion gestured, uh, and his serving man poured. But for the servants, he and Lord Janus were uh, alone in the small hall at a small candlelit table surrounded by darkness uh, quite the fine dornish wines are not often so rich so uh Tyrion is um he's kind of getting lord janus Slint a little drunk here mm-hmm. maybe to perhaps soften the blow that is uh that is inevitably coming
0: well yeah the, um for sure and he, he he's also He's he's trying to get it some information that uh, it's kind of crazy. Like like he goes through this whole process. So you really get to see Tyrion's I guess his wit mm-hmm. and some of his um, yeah his his wit his intelligence. I mean he could get the same information. He ends up getting similar information from Varys later on, but he wanted to really have this sort of confrontation, uh, flex his power a little bit, mm-hmm. and have a showdown here with with Slent uh, because he's a bad dude and he he kind of helped jack some stuff up and, and really they, they even hint at, um, maybe more wrongdoing here, uh, or, or other, uh, alliances, secret alliances or conspiracies behind even maybe Cersei's back that she doesn't know mm-hmm. about. So yeah, it is, it is sort of, um, he's got to get them all, you know, drunk and, and, uh, willing to talk and, and stuff. And it's, it's crazy in this chapter, you, you watch like, uh, how he goes back and forth between like, you know, Lord Tyrion, and Imp, and Dwarf, and then back to Lord Tyrion, and it's just, Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of, he loses, he kind of, he's an idiot, man, I Mm freaking, God, uh,
1: Slint, I I just, I, he deserves what what, what he gets, okay, Mm -hmm. that's what I'm gonna say, yeah. So real quick, I do want to say that this is uh, this chapter also, as I just read. So the Arbor wine, we've talked about this a little bit. Um, There is this big kind of theory about every time Gur references Arbor gold, like Arbor gold wine, um, that it represents deception or um, like trickery. Because every time there's uh, some big theories that break down just about every time it's reference and there's always some sort of trickery involved in that chapter mm. um, like it's it's reference they're drinking arbor wine when Joffrey's murdered at his wedding. Um it, uh, it appears when um Danny is pregnant and she's about to drink um the poisoned wine. It's that it's that type of wine. Um, it's referenced here when Tyrion uh, gets Januslit drunk and then sends him to the wall. Um, and and so it's it's just it's just interesting, and I just want to point it out because uh it is kind of an, an interesting uh theory that it just it just comes up a lot in in these type of situations.
0: Yeah, I, I think you know, I've heard I remember kind of hearing about that a little bit. Just that there was um it's um. Mm-hmm tipping of that or something
1: there there is there is kind of a bigger a bigger theory about it now it's just it, it could just be a coincidence but it does happen to uh, to come up a lot so i just i just thought it was interesting and it is kind of a, it is it is another really cool theory i think that at some point um, we should do a deep a deeper dive into perhaps maybe we'll do it in the extended edition today or something. But uh, we have Merman Varus to talk about as well. So you know, just uh, I, you know, for we have some people that really like rabbit holes, and I just want to let them. Oh yeah, point them, point them to the holes and say, "Well, here you go." Well, well here's something. So
0: I mean, e- even a, a distinction, I guess. I like as we're talking about the the wine, just real real briefly. Um, mm-hmm. th- I didn't even notice this. So like, I'm looking at like I'm thinking, oh yeah, Arbor. Arbor Gold, whatever. And Tyrion says mm-hmm. it's Dornish. And so there there are tons of, of like theories exactly. between like the Arbor versus Dorn. You know, and versus mm-hmm. like um the this red wine. So, cause he asked a question that's a fine red uh from the Arbor. Uh Dornish, he said, right? And then they go on to talk about being a Dornish uh wines are often rich. And and yeah, it's you know, you're right. At first it's it's thought to be from the Arbor, but then it's not. So that's something, you like another, another layer, almost to pay attention to, right? If you're gonna distinguish between mm-hmm. between wines, so that's absolutely, yeah, It's crazy. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's getting them quite drunk and, and uh, we're gonna reveal some secrets here and, and kind of figure out what's going on. And, and you said this in the summary, but the the whole thing is, um, one we got we're we're kind of figuring out a little bit. Tyrion is just first of all he's pissed about how the whole Eddard Stark situation was handled. And yes. who wouldn't be? That's a big loss. It's a big uh, trading piece. It, it. He even brings up Jor Mormont a couple times and, and needing good men up there, regardless of alliances. Mm-hmm. Once you go to the Watch, you're at the Watch and you're protecting the kingdom, even though the other six kingdoms kind of think it's uh, not real, foolish, or that the Night's Watch does nothing. Uh, Tyrion's been there, and he's been there more recently than a lot of folks, and so he knows that they really needed maybe Eddard Stark and and he kind of has yeah, at least he he and John are are close. Um so he's not happy with that the the way things went down and I think he wants to sort of know really what happened. He also wants to know why then afterwards like Janus was was involved in this whole um killing of of a child of of a mm-hmm. of yep. two innocents, right?
1: Mhm. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and you got to think also, if you're Tyrion, you know, that was the former Hand of the King. You're now the Hand of the King. You want to make it very apparent that the, that that kind of treachery that went on to overthrow the previous Hand of the King is not going to happen again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, so I think I think as his first move as Hand of the King, um, he wants to remove any obstacles that could that could um, come up against his power. And so I think that's it's an incredibly smart move by Tyrion. Yeah, and it's funny because, you know, I, again, I brought up um,
0: this character, um, Bywater, right? So the mm-hmm. captain of, of the of the City Watch now, who's going to replace him here? Uh, and in just a minute, he starts asking about, you know, you put forward six names. I mean, who would you really say uh, your, your replacement should be? And he doesn't want it to be anybody who is as rigid or law-abiding as Jason Bywater because... Mm-hmm. Clearly, uh, Slint is willing to kind of bend the rules and fill his pocketbook or, you know, I mean, like that's that's crazy, right? I mean, like the hand of the king is speaking for the king. He he asked you he didn't he actually had the permission to kind of like get the gold cloaks to do what was right. And instead they were bought off. They were they were paid for and they were turned against him. And it's crazy because Varys weaves in this whole sort of like who has the power, right? Is it the person with the money? Is it the king? Mm-hmm. Because at the time, right. you know, you're looking at the hand of the king, um, who is trying to act uh in in the best interest of the realm and and point out a false king, if you will. So yeah, it, it's it's like where do you believe the power lies uh situation that's that's set up here shortly? Uh and, and Tyrion is wise to kind of sort of root this out and, and to root out this type of corruption because the seat that he sits in, one, he does have money and wealth, so that's good exactly he also though is sitting in this position of like um joffrey's 13 and he is a um he needs to have a regent right he is not of age and so even though he's the king and that's the case that that janus makes is right is that well, the king is the king and he said to do this and so we went ahead and did it and there is that kind of gray area right where no the king has a regent his his mother and you were supposed to listen to her but you didn't you conspired and seemingly um, knew we almost like knew what Joffrey was going to do, and there was no chance for Mother or anyone else, Varys, uh, for anyone to intervene, b- because he just he had um, Sir Illan Payne and and uh, Slent uh, like go forward with the execution immediately. There was no stopping it. So yeah, he's he, he doesn't want that, right? He's he's trying to get the right people around him who are going to make the right moves, and it's just he's a tactician and he's he's super smart about this. So.
1: Exactly. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. And I mean, you know, it's also it, it's also not just it's also not just removing any threat. It's also by putting your own man as the, you know, the, the captain of the city's city city watch. You basically are also Um. You securing your power and not just removing a threat, but you're also kind of reestablishing your own authority, mm-hmm. um, you know, because then it's like, well, now I know that I have my men there. I mean, that's one of the first, you know, Ned Stark, you know, never takes the city watch with him ever. Um, mm-hmm. You know, he, he's like, I, he's like, I only want to trust my men. Yeah. Um, and that's that's smart, too, because those are your you know, those are your people. We, that's who you, that's who you want by you. Right.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Well, and that's also why I think even Slint himself would want his own man, his right hand man put forward. That's why he, he's trying to push for exactly. his guy. Exactly. If ever he's yeah. back in
1: the city, yeah, that's what you want. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because and then it's also like and then it, it's also making allies too. you. If you're now moving up, you give somebody else, you know, you give somebody else a hand up and now you've just made another ally as you, you know, as you said, if you ever come back into the city. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah yeah
0: yep um so here we go let's move into some of this uh kind of uh this terrible business with with the killing of mm-hmm. um, a mother and her child and we are we're introduced to this character um al-ardim who is is uh, a bad dude i mean he's feared in the streets this is the guy that slint is putting forward and he's just not someone that Tyrion trusts he's heard bad things about him and then he kind of eventually gets what he wants here, right? He gets um, uh, he gets Janice to kind of talk about how this, this was the guy who he he put forward to to go kill um one of Robert's bastards, mm-hmm. and that's some dirty business. Uh, it takes a pretty ruthless dude to go do that without hesitation and just to say, yeah, okay, without question, that was the order, and here I go, and I'm I'm gonna go handle this and so this ends up being ends up being one of the characters who like later on uh once they're all kind of roped up and they're in they're they're uh, put on right. the ship i mean he mentions like if this guy falls over like if he goes overboard not a bad thing not exactly like if yeah. he ends up dying it's it's okay so yeah,
1: exactly yeah he says you yeah, tell the captain it would not be taken amiss if that one should happen to be swept overboard before they reach uh east watch Uh, and, uh, not to jump too far ahead here, but that is where the Varys merman (laughs) theory comes from. I have, I just happened to have, I was, I was trying to find it there uh, a second ago and I just happened to find it. Um, so, um, this is when he's talking to Varys a little bit later in the chapter. Uh, "'Tyrion sat alone, sipping at what remained of the uh, fine sweet Dornish wine. "'Servants came and went, clearing the dishes from the table. "'He told them to leave the wine. "'When they were done, Varys came gliding into the hall, "'wearing uh, flowing lavender robes that matched his smell. "'Oh, sweetly done, my good lord.' Then why do I have this bitter taste in my mouth? He pressed his fingers into his temples. I told them to throw Alardim into the sea, and I am sorely tempted to do the same with you. You might be disappointed at the result, Harris replied. Mm -hmm. The -hmm. storms come and go. The waves crash overhead. The big fish eat the little fish, and I keep on paddling. I mean, I'm just going to go ahead and say it. Yep, I think he's a merman. He can breathe right. underwater. Yep, he can breathe underwater. <laughs> um, there is some more validity to it too, but again, I just I just wanted to point that out. Uh, yeah, it's kind of funny. again. We just we just kind of point to the rabbit holes. Um, yeah, and be, then we go in. We inevitably go in them. So we, I'm sure. Yeah.
0: Well, sometimes you sniff around. Sometimes you you poke your head in. Uh, sometimes you mm-hmm. stick an arm in there. Sometimes you just go right on in. You know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: I mean, look, Tur- Mance Raider is Rhaegar Targaryen. Uh, you know. Ashard Ashardane is a little Lamore, Varys is a merman. I'm mm-hmm. in I'm in for all of it. I am too. I am too. that's what makes it great.
0: It's all mm-hmm. still it's all still um possible, <laughs> I guess. Um Okay, so uh just to back up just a, a, a exactly, bit yeah. here. Um so I that this part is interesting where where they're talking about it, it was a it was kind of a pity that um uh, this is this is Tyrion saying it was a pity that he wasn't here to see this execution. And they say that Varys was surprised. Um, Mm -hmm. and this is where Slint kind of gives, gives away that he was up to no good and conspiring and doing things that even he didn't, um, that even Varys didn't truly, you know, maybe, maybe catch. Right. Mm Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Cause he does look surprised. And he was like, he does know He knows everything they say. Well, he didn't know that. Um, how could he, Tyrion put uh, the first hint of chill in his tone? He had, um, he had helped persuade my sister that stark should be pardoned on the condition that he take the black and this is where he kind of he kind of like you know slint sort of like wait uh, he's reminded one that cersei the queen regent is his sister and i then he's sort of revealing like yeah what you did went counter to their plans you freaking mm. idiot right exactly the, this is this is where you kind of you messed up here and this is i mean Janus, does, he just doesn't believe him, right? He just doesn't really think that he holds this much power. And he starts talking about his friends, the king, that he's close with Joffrey. Uh, and that mm-hmm. since he's close with Joffrey, well, or that he he's done stuff for Joffrey that, well, he must be close to all these other people, right? His Cersei, mother. And every, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And maybe, maybe, maybe not the case. Uh, mm-hmm. So, and again, you're talking to the acting hand. So, like... Come on. I mean, right?
1: Like, it's, it. this is not, um, it's not a joke. So it's not. It is, it is not. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I'm just wondering, do you think that he's, do you think he's getting him hammered so he'll reveal a little bit more? Because yeah. Because he, you think so? Or do you think he's, or do you think he's doing it just to kind of, no, I soften, soften the blow a little bit?
0: No, I truly, it, it really is that he's trying to figure out, um, he wants to he wants to and know
1: just, and just that and just that Tyrion knows that he's he's so dumb that he'll spill all the beans. Yeah. And, and he gets a
0: couple important important um, pieces right here. So he gets that character Deem right. He realizes that mm-hmm. um, it, by getting him drunk he gets him to reveal that was the guy that that um, he trusted very much with the exactly. task of doing that uh, that job. So that guy he wants out of the city. He's done. Mm-hmm. He almost would exactly. be willing to execute that guy. Um but, yeah, so, so he wants those bad dudes out. He also wants to know maybe, you know, how much was Cersei involved? He's also trying to gauge for his father, like, how much of this is just they can't control Joffrey? Or is Cersei also just a fool? Is she, mm-hmm. you know, and and he's going to learn that, that really this is, they've got a, it's, it's her bias, I mean, for her son and, and not wanting to maybe embarrass him publicly or or whatever she wants to back him now she finally has like her family her children who she cares about her child is on the throne he is going to be the king um and at the time it's sort of like okay is it i mean it was a big deal and it did it, it caused a war so i mean it is mm-hmm. it is a pretty big deal i almost started to say that like well maybe she's just You're sort of like, right now yeah, let's let it go but yeah everyone on that stage is is shocked that joffrey orders that execution except for pain um, Illan Payne and and then um, Slit here So you know like mm-hmm. was he talking did he, did he pull sort of like a, I'm going to pull These guys in because they're ruthless dudes And they're going to well, have a and, good laugh At this
1: well Illan Payne Ill Isn't going to have a good laugh but Right yeah, yeah But, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but right I mean up. well he's but again You know we've talked before about Illan Payne and what does he know because Yeah people can tell him All kinds of stuff and right he can't really Tell anyone so that's right. Yeah, yeah. He's he's yeah, definitely mean, a, a wild card for sure. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, just because of his yeah because of his condition. Yeah. So, um, so I mean, so basically, uh, Tyrion brings in um, uh, Bywater and uh, basically has Janus arrested and is going to send him to the wall. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh,
0: he he kind of goes over like like um, he asks him about his sons. So he is at mm-hmm. least trying to set up his house a little bit and saying you're not you, you know. Your children are not going to get hair in all. They can build their own. Like the lordship mm-hmm. can pass along. Like with that, that'll be fine. Um, but uh, yeah, they're not getting hair and all. And that his son will make an arrangement for his daughter, and they're going to be taken care of in that regard. But then, yeah, otherwise, you're going to the wall. Have fun. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, he does. Well, and we'll obviously get to that uh, in a book or two. But. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and so and you know he says he says uh, when you see Lord Commander Mormont, give him my fond regards and tell him that I have not forgotten about the needs of the Night Night's Watch. I wish you long life and good service, my lord. Mm-hmm. You know, and then yeah. that's then that's what he's kind of saying. You know, we'll see about that. We'll see. We'll see what Joffrey has to say about this.
0: <laughs> yeah, there, there. He's just. I mean, that's the other thing too. Tyrion's just doing his own thing here. He's acting quick. Um, mm-hmm. he's making decisions yeah. and. Yeah, Lord, yeah,
1: yeah, Lord Lord Slint. Tyrion called out. I believe you know, Sir uh, Jocelyn Bywater, our new commander of the City Watch. And so mm-hmm. that's like kind of the that's kind of like that ultimate power play because he was you know criticizing him earlier. Yep. And so it's just yeah, exactly. So right, right. Yeah, and that's the thing. You know,
0: Tyrion comes in with more more knowledge than than um, than Janna Slint really gives him credit for realizes. Or, or, or realizes that he has. Yeah. So uh, he's he's definitely ahead of um the game here so Mm -hmm. and and really that's yeah that's that's that whole that's sort of that first part and then the rest of this is is uh varus kind of stepping out
1: right mm -hmm. from from nowhere um yeah well varus uh glides in let's let's you know make sure make sure that's said so uh Var- yeah varus glides in and then they uh start having a little bit of a conversation and they're kind of just recapping some stuff that we already you know know um but like Tyrion's in a way kind of hearing it for the first time because Tyrion, um you know was really traveling a lot in the last book and so sure. this is almost in a way kind of him being kind of brought up to speed um uh you know he says you know in the future you will tell me all you know everything you know you know he's basically this is this is also where Varys and Tyrion kind of start their friendship Mm -hmm. um you you know a little bit because they both love to play the game of thrones um so they're kind of just they're kind of just going back a a little a little bit back and forth um you know and kind of telling the story you know um they're drinking wine Uh, You know, I wonder what that noise was to uh, tell the grapes to keep still. My head is about to split. It was my sister. uh, That was the and that was the also loyal Janus um, Refuses to say Cersei sent the gold cloaks to that brothel. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, Varys, um, you know, was nervous. Uh, He just kind of joked nervously. um, So he had so he had known all along. You left that part out, Tyrion said. Um, yeah, and so they're kind of just going back and forth, um, playing the game a little bit. Just, again, kind of recapping stuff we, are, we already kind of know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, uh, one thing I want to cut in here real quick.
0: Um, I think uh, Varys, a part of why their friendship, I guess, you know, takes off or builds is that he sees Tyrion that kind of on the same page as he was. That mm-hmm. Eddard Stark should have been preserved and he should have been sent to the Wall. Um, and now he's punishing those people who disrupted those plans. See, Varys mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily always have, he doesn't really have that power. And so he's seeing a guy come in saying, you know, that was a, like what Varys and Cersei did to try to set this up and and um, send him to the Night's Watch is a good thing. And these, these other guys who are, who are causing a ruckus and who are awesome, they're kind of, um, it's almost like they're fueling the fire. That is that mm-hmm. is Joffrey, right? And so now Tyrion is here to put it out, and they I think he mm-hmm. sees that as a good thing. Also, the fact that Tyrion is disgusted by these guys who could just go kill a child without really any hesitation that they could kill a babe, and this again going back to Aegon and, and Rainey's, you know uh, Targaryen, it's like the the reason why we believe that that the, that that terrible thing did happen, and all of Dorne believes that it happened, is because well we we have evidence of this happening here with a. Um, you know, a whore and her, her, um,
1: bastard daughter. Like this is, it's crazy. It It, exactly, exactly. Well, you know, the thing I kind of find interesting about Tyrion is, and I think this chapter really, um, kind of starts it up, starts to sum it up well. And I think again, with, with him and Varys is, you know, you look at the characters who like Cersei wants power, right? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Tywin wants power. Um, and then you kind of get the characters who don't necessarily I would I wouldn't say power is necessarily their number one goal. Like, I, I don't think Tyrion's number one goal is to have power. I think he's in a position of power and he starts to he starts to begin to play the game because, he know, that it's it's, it's in his own benefit. Um, but I don't think I don't think he's like, I want to be king. Um, mm-hmm. I think ultimately Tyrion, much like Varys, is I just kind of generally want what's best and. Um, Later, it gets a little more muddied with Tyrion because he's kind of forced in a position where I don't know that he's necessarily going after Cersei uh, and right and and gaining the support of Daenerys because he truly believes it's what's best or if it's if it's what's best for him uh, in 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 kind of the long run. But I I, I just generally don't think that Tyrion's like, oh, I should be king. So I, I think I think I think that's something that Varys kind of respects in him. For
0: sure. Yeah. Yeah. Working for the the betterment of the realm. Yeah. And if mm-hmm. this is a guy who's going to, f- you know, further that, then then OK. Um, mm-hmm. a- and he can see his intent here. He's he's talking. He can he, he's kind of opening up to Varys like I am checking on my sister. I'm trying to see exactly what she's about. And this is something Varys is a little bit worried about. I mean, he he talks. Well, I mean, some of this some of that Illyrio plot that's going on between Varys and Varys. Uh, and, 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 and Illyrio is, is Maybe in jeopardy because of all This chaos or or it could be thriving Because, because of the chaos exactly. too So exactly. um,
1: yeah, something to Think about there So um, Okay so Again their conversation is just uh, Kind of um, con- uh, Continuing a little bit um, You know he, he wants Varys to tell him all, all of what He knows um, they start talking a little bit About a bastard child um mm-hmm. you know there yeah. was there was another batter uh bastard a boy a little bit older i took steps to see him removed from harm's way but i confess i never dreamed the babe would be a risk um a baseborn girl less than a year old with a whore for a mother you know what threat could she possibly pose um she was roberts that was certainly enough for cersei it would seem um you know i must blame myself for that poor sweet babe and her mother who were so young and loved the king um so and again this is where you start to get a little bit more about um I mean, it, it, they don't really t- go deeper into that, but um, we will come up, we will come across some of Robert's bastards because um, there is a big difference kind of between the book and the, the show is that you have Gen, uh, Gendry or Gendry as, as sometimes mm-hmm. he's referred to in the, in the audio book. Um, and uh, he actually kind of fills the role of both his own character and also, um, oh, what's his name? Uh, Edric uh, Storm. Mm-hmm. Edric, Edric Storm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That characters, that characters, kind of blended.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, they they start to talk about these these bastards and 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 things. And you know, I'm, I've been kind of beating around the bush here, but really, what Tyrion's after is whether or not Cersei is behind the, this assassination exactly. And, and, exactly. and things, right? I mean, uh, and we, and we also are privy to some information a couple chapters ago, right? With with Arya and um, the gold cloaks showing up there, trying to. Mm-hmm bring him back or uh maybe kill him so Mm -hmm. exactly yeah and that's just something he he doesn't that's uh it it, i i think too i don't know that he gosh you you can see varus was trying to help gendry out gets him out of the city doesn't think that they're going to attack the babe thinks that the babe is safe and and whatnot but it does show you a little how like kind of how crazy Cersei is if she right being behind if she's behind this this plot to to kill mm-hmm. um, these these children. I think the questions even posed like what threat would this uh, baseborn um, you know
1: yeah. female child be to, to these other right. to her children right right For, yeah and well and from In- 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 Tyrion and Varys' point of view nothing yeah. but from Cersei's point of view who's uh, everything everything yeah. Which I, yeah right which i yeah it's exactly a little bit uh just a difference in, in the way they view um, they view things and so uh you know they, they go on a little bit uh, a little bit more about there and he's kind of asking about you know what what happened right um with with Eddard Stark um you know he's he's asking this is where they start they start talking about power a little bit yeah the riddle um, yeah exactly which i which i think is 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 kind of interesting there's a, there's a line uh, later that's um i think is really important um, very smiled here then power resides where men believe it resides no more no less
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's sort of the answer to the riddle yeah mm-hmm. um, well, yeah so that's that as i was mentioning earlier um yeah you're looking at like like who holds the power and really mm-hmm. y- you look at is it the is it the swordsman the guy that has the sword um who could oppose a king or is it the king who has the power to call these other swordsmen um or is it the guy who has all the money Who's backing the king, or who could back um, a bunch of cell swords, right? And it really just come, as he says, kind of comes down to this idea that it's it's um, it is where wherever you put it. I mean, they even talk about the High septum was there at the uh, on the stage and like the seven, right?
1: What power did they mm-hmm. have to intervene, or did this was this of their doing? I mean, exactly. Well, you know, and then uh, well, let's get a little tin here. Okay, okay. Uh, the line immediately preceding that. Um, He says, uh, so power is a mummer's trick. Uh, he says, a shadow on the wall, Varys murmured, yet shadows can kill, which is interesting because we do see a shadow kill uh, yep. later. Um, he says that oftentimes a very small man can cast a very large shadow, um, possibly referring to Tyrion. And in, uh, what is it, John? Uh, you know, or one of the early John chapters in A Game of Thrones where they're at the feast, john yep. goes out john goes outside uh that's when Tyrion does kind of the backflip uh thing <laughs> and lands and then you yeah. cast a shadow as large as a king
0: yeah yep yep i know what's what What are we saying there i mean is yeah is... so there's a
1: there's a really a lot in the lot to kind of break down and just that 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 little segment right there um so well, uh you go ahead
0: well i was gonna say i think i think one thing there is is again they're kind of complimenting one another i mean they're building mm-hmm. that friendship i mean Varys yep. doesn't have to say it that way, but he does, and mm-hmm. he he chooses his words very carefully, and that's exactly. sort of what makes Tyrion kind of smile, right? Mm-hmm. He says he, he says I'm growing strangely fond of you.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I may kill you yet, but I think I'd feel I'd feel sad about it. Yeah, um, <laughs> and you know, I mean, look in the in you could almost argue in yeah. the in the show in the show he does yeah he does. I know you know but, uh, he does he certainly uh, kind of yeah doesn't doesn't do anything when when varus is killed by daenerys so i mean who knows who knows what happens there but um you know then he says i'll take that with high praise and then he says what are you Varys?" yeah not who but what are you yeah yep. i'm just saying uh <laughs> but um you know then they, they kind of go back and forth he says I, you know i'm a eunuch i'm a spider um you know and Tyrion says you know people have called me a half man too Yet you know I'm still a man. Uh, then he asked him, uh, you know, who cut you, Avaris? When and why? Uh, you know, the eunuch's smile never uh, flickered, but his eyes glittered. He says, "You're kind to ask, my lord, but th- my tale is long and sad, and we have treasons to discuss, and they will bring that up later." Yeah. Um, and then uh, they start talking a little bit more about um, just some some goings on in the uh in the capital nothing i would say honest i don't think it's anything of significant um uh importance Some smaller lords uh and things like that and then they, they he talks a little bit about um you know uh his men you know like timet killed somebody uh you know yeah. and 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 stuff like that but the real kind of end um uh to this oh is um oh god sorry i was we're talking about varus i literally just looked over on my on what? my microphone and there was a spider no. staring me at, i'm dead serious i just uh totally you freaked, freaked out. out you freaked out i freaked out for a <laughs> <second>. <laughs> <sighs> uh, me just, look out oh man god. look out i mean literally i see something out of the core of my eye i'm like what the what is that I look over it's a so spider literally staring at me he's not my a merman oh he's, my god. he's a spider he's a spider i okay. yeah oh my god i, it is I straight. wish i i, I I wish I had my my webcam on so I could have recorded that. Oh my God, where, <laughs> where did it go? Okay, where did it? Where did it go? I flicked it into the wall. So, um. <laughs> whew, okay, give me a second. <laughs> Just, hey, uh, man, kind of, collect hey, yourself. Kind of, spiders are no ooh, joke. All right, like, geez, man, I don't. There's a few things I don't mess around with: spiders and snakes. Oh yeah, um, yeah, same. yeah. Uh, okay. Anywho. Um, Give me. Uh, I got yeah, you. Here's so, to the end of this. Yeah, this is yeah. kind of like <laughs> Shay. Uh, Shay is is yeah. What, yeah, what, he's thinking. He's thinking. What Tyrion he wants. Right.
0: He's 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 that's what he wants. I mean, he's all this stuff is, and this is where I think he there's this boyish side to him who he just wants to he he, he wants love. I mean, he wants. He talks about maybe one day getting married and and uh, having a son, uh, with his wit and Jamie's looks and and different things and and so. It's like, yeah, the Game of Thrones is going on around him, and I think, but he's also letting his guard down a little bit and saying, like, or thinking, anyways. And we're kind of seeing this too that he wants this life uh, later on. It's something that he hopes Mm -hmm. for and that he that he wishes for. Um, Mm -hmm. So it's really just a big chapter where they're kind of we're we're getting to see some of the dynamic between Tyrion and Cersei. We're setting up for sort of a, a showdown. It's like he's getting his guys ready to go versus her guys, and. They're not necessarily going to work together, and that's sort of the problem. She doesn't. I don't know what's the deal. You know, she doesn't like mm-hmm. like her brother. Like whatever. Like you guys are. God, I mean, I. So I like Tyrion so much because, what the heck, Cersei? You know, like this is supposed to be your flesh and blood. Someone who, I mean, they blame him for the death the death of their mother. and It's just like well, that, that's that's baloney, right? Mm-hmm. But anyways, it it's like we're setting up for this showdown, and. She is positioning her people. He is trying to figure out what's going on. And he's, been, and he's also, in the eyes of his father, he wants his father to show up here and, and say, like, yeah, straighten this out as best I could. Like, it's a mess because of Cersei and because of Joffrey, but here I am doing what I can. And through that, Varys kind of admires him.
1: So, mm-hmm. Yeah, perfect. Okay sorry man you know hey spiders jump out at me, and now now and then i get then i, I get out. all lost you know hey Varys is a spider okay he's not a merman i'll yeah i'll say it the gods yeah. are clearly are clearly trying to are trying they're to speaking to you something there's <laughs> <to> me <laughs> um okay so all right well let's let's move on over we got some ravens here um so uh we got one from maglum here and i can i can uh I'll, i can read this one here okay uh Yeah. Says So I've heard you mention uh, recently that you were interested in Ravens related to where characters have ended up and where they may go in the coming books. I have some thoughts here, but there are more questions and speculations than anything else. Assuming, as you suggest, that uh, TV show Jorah does fill in for John Connington to a degree, does this mean that John Connington will go to the Citadel and have his grayscale treated by Sam? What if this happens after Sam figures out John's heritage, as he does in the show? Uh, He could see This is a case of this man is close friends with John's brother, so I need to help him. It would give a reason for him to push harder for treatment of the grayscale, uh, something which, you know, uh, Sam could be uh, quite squeamish about. Uh, He says, furthermore, he might end up telling John Connington who uh, could then... uh, you know who could then pass it on to a young griff slash a- uh you know false aegon or aegon mm-hmm. um making uh him one of the first people in westeros to know how do you think such a situation would affect aegon or influence his choices could we see more of a potential alliance between the brothers uh before danny comes over or would there be a degree of animosity due to the nature of Rhaegar's essential betrayal of uh elia martel i am not as well versed in these characters, so I'm not sure. What do you think, my good sirs? Uh, Truth Cup's deepest, Maglam the Westward Warlock, uh, idiot yeah. savant, and master of yeah. the Star uh, Arcana. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Maglum,
0: I miss you. I, uh, I miss you, buddy. We got to get mm-hmm. back into a, a Raven's Nest soon. So we, we do can... need a Raven's Nest soon. Yes, to where our... that, is, that is
1: that is that is coming soon.
0: Yeah, we got to talk to our Bannerman. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean. I think this is a great question, and and he's taking he's taking what you've been saying, Sir Matt, and he's taking it a little bit further and asking the question like, I mean, really, again, John Connington, if he is there and he is Jorah Mormont, right, taking the place of him, and he's there getting his grayscale uh, healed or fixed by Sam, and Sam is discovering at this point in time that Rhaegar and Elia had an annulment and and all that good stuff. If that goes down the same sort of way in the books, what does John Connington do with that information? So again, that's a lot of what ifs to put him at the Citadel. Um, you know, they're trying to figure out what to do with this, with this information. Does he go back to young Griff? And does he tell him like, Hey, um, he, here's the deal. I mean, you, you have potentially a brother. um. Yeah. From another mother, right? I mean, yep,
1: brother from another mother.
0: Yeah, and, and, and so, like, and then does he try to make an alliance, or does he, or maybe he says, like, and he doesn't know, he has no idea that he has a claim. Now, Young Griff's claim, air quote, would be stronger because he is the elder brother. Um, And, yeah, so so there's that. Do they get together? I almost think, like, an idea could be that if they did, if that did happen uh, that way, that w- you could see Danny then kind of turn into um, that like that madness could set in. I mean, the mad exactly. queen could come out. I mean, she could be pissed about that. And right now we're, we're set up to where he, he's trying to almost like pave the way for her and court her and possibly marry her. Like that might, that's what young Griff I think is, is thinking and John Connington is pushing for. But as we know, sort of these are uh, our, our best laid plans, right. Of mice and men often go kind of a, you know, uh, not the way we, we envisioned them. And I, mm-hmm. So here we go. Maybe he does have to kind of make an alliance with his with his um uh brother or he just tries to. Maybe he thinks that's a good thing to do and it was the wrong move because now she's saying, Well, they already know each other and there's an alliance there, I can't have that. Uh, that would be um mm-hmm. some more infighting and that's just that's just too bad because there's so few Targaryens, right? And that that's not what you want. Um But that's a direction it could go. Do you do you have thoughts? I mean, you think it could go a different different way or
1: yeah, I mean, unless it's unless that is the whole three heads of the dragon thing, right? And they all you know, work together, sure. They all they yeah they they all work together. Yeah, young Griff, young Griff is really well. First, let me start with John Connington. You and I, I I've kind of said I do think that may be how Sam finds out is through John Connington. But how do we get John Connington to, um, how do we get him to the Citadel where he's at currently, which is them uh, sailing to Westeros, essentially to war. Um, it could be similar to the way that Jorah is dismissed from Danny, where um, you know she finds out that he mm-hmm. has Grayscale, go seek a cure, and then come back to me. So that would be a way for it to happen, um, so that he goes to the Citadel, um, and then he gets cured, possibly by Sam, kind of explains a little bit about, about who he is, Um, Right. Because because in the show, it's kind of more of a moment for Jorah in that, um, you know, Sam tells him about his dad dying. Right. You know, he says, oh, I served under um, uh, uh, Jor Mormont. Right. Yeah. Um, And so that is also kind of a a big moment for Jorah as well. So it could be different with John Connington if they're talking a little bit about who's who's going on. Maybe Sam um, reads it. And doesn't really think anything of it. The you know, as um, you know, in the show, Gilly tells Sam, Oh, there was an annulment, right? In this in this wedding, and maybe he doesn't think anything of it until John Connington shows up and he starts talking about Rhaegar, and he's like, No, you know, so mm-hmm. maybe 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 John or John Connington legitimately believes that he is um Aegon Targaryen. And Rhaegar's son and may come to find out through Sam that might that might not be the uh, the case and start questioning it and maybe that you know ties into a bigger Varys Blackfire mm-hmm. rebellion plot. So I mean there's a ton of ways you could yeah. go with it if and, and again it could actually be Jorah that goes you know it could I don't I don't think so but I mean you, right you, you, you never know so
0: well okay so so I mean here's something um just to kind of back up like We've often asked at the end of Robert's Rebellion, what was, who knew what? Um, mm. Who knew Rhaegar's plan? There's some really, like like you have the King's Guard in places that they shouldn't be, and you have Rhaegar setting stuff up. There's the Tower of Joy, Lyanna Stark, whatever. Um, so just looking at the end of, of that rebellion and looking at um, Connington, I mean, he is he's fighting the rebellion. He actually ends up killing, uh, I think it's like Jon Arryn's nephew, Um, but he is, uh, he's almost killed. He's almost killed by Robert and he actually ends up retreating. And this is like the battle of the bells, right? And it's, it's lost. And he gets back to the mad King and the mad King like holds him responsible and, Mm. and exiles him, stripping him of his titles, passing the rule of Griffin's roost to his son, Sir Ronald. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to just to Sir Ronald Connington. Um, yeah. And... What did, did he go speak with Rhaegar beforehand? Was there was there was he in on? Did he have some intel? Right. What what mm. did he know? I guess. And like, what could he tell us in these upcoming chapters? Could he reveal more about that time period? He's one of those characters, kind of like a Helen Reed, who could tell you something because he was there. He was around. Um, does it make sense? Absolutely. So I, I I feel like we're Absolutely, gonna get yeah. quite a bit from him uh, even if he does die of. Mm-hmm. Uh, grayscale, grayscale. Or, or whatever um mm-hmm. and maybe he won't and and maybe again um you know we, we end up seeing in, in the show we right. end up seeing and jorah up around winterfell so right Connington and
1: does exactly do that that and way. you know there's there's another scenario too in which if young say young Griff dies and so he's kind of like um what do I sorry i thought the spider was was on me look out uh, <laughs> <it's back. laughs> um, you know what anytime there's a spider uh in the room and now I'm like you know I flicked it across is it dead you know you just start to feel it could like be anywhere hair, you just start to feel your hair stand up and you're like yeah. is it is it on me okay like, yeah he's near um, you for sure I, you, there was a you know I don't think I, I don't think that you uh there's an I think you edited it out but I remember yeah. there was an episode of Bend the Knee earlier uh, last summer where you had a ladybug issue uh, going on. And I think we oh. ed- I, th- I think we edited it or you like turned your mic off or something. But you were texting me and you were like, there are literally ladybugs everywhere like, all over the place. And so I think I was just like covering. And so I was like, yeah, you know, just keep going on and going for us. But- right. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah. That I was, was just, yeah. So, sorry. Just uh, Sir Matt's freaking out a little <laughs> bit over here. But um, the show will go on. Um, yeah. But uh yeah, so I think um let's say that young Griff loses. Like let's say he dies, right? Um mm-hmm. then maybe John Connington's like, I don't know what to do. So he just goes to the Citadel to try to get the grayscale removed. So that that's you know, that sets up a totally um yeah. different scenario. I mean heck, you could get there and then um he could talk to Sam about a little bit about what's been going on. Um Yeah. You know, maybe speed, maybe yeah. find out maybe find out. Yeah, we we went north to take out Mance Raider and maybe John Connington's like Mance Raider. You know, I mean, if, I mean, that could you know, if you want to do maybe maybe you don't get maybe you don't get the whole Jon Snow is whoever. But I mean, if the Mance Raider is Rhaegar theory is something that is true, maybe we could learn a little bit more about it there. You know, I mean, there's there's a ton. It There's just a lot of possibilities That open up from what I totally believe is happening in the books is that it will be John Connington at the Citadel getting grayscale removed with Sam. um, And that may be, um, you know, kind of your your point of reference to be like, okay, here's kind of here's kind of some some things that happened.
0: Yeah. You know, one thing you said that is interesting um, because you think about how John Connington could be used. If any of those other theories about Sir Arthur Dane or Rhaegar or whatever end up being true the person who can point to the truth in it would be john i mean mm-hmm. he would maybe know know his old friend or he would be able to see through any disguise that they're wearing or mm-hmm. or under you know i don't know like if you really know someone and he was again in love with rhaegar um and his mm-hmm. best friend and stuff so
1: yeah, yeah maybe he would be you know what yeah what if he just goes back let, let's say Agon, so if aegon loses and john connington's like what do i do so he goes to get his grace removed, and sam's like i'm going back to the wall and maybe John Connington's like, you know what, like, I'll go with you because mm-hmm. I got like nothing else, you know, to live for. And then he runs into Jon Snow. I mean, there's there's just so many different um, yeah. possibilities that you can do um, with him. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, again, it, and yeah, if he's going to be at the Citadel and back to my theory of uh, of Rainey's being there too you got that too yeah right
0: if that's if that's yeah uh, he's
1: he's honestly probably the character i'm kind of most intrigued about to see um what's going to happen in winds of winter because it's just this other huge player that the show never even touched and it's like i mean it it's i i would i think you could make an argument him and then of course you know lady stoneheart are the two biggest players but lady stoneheart i think i don't know if lady stoneheart is as will be as big of a player um in possibly changing the story as much i know we say that sometimes but like i'm just kind of thinking about it right now i think aegon's probably bigger just cuz he represents so much more whereas lady stoneheart i think that you you could find some very easy outs like to get her out of the story um unless that's going to be something you know huge and epic um i think you and i are have kind of said before we think she might fill in some of um that stuff that we got with Baelish, right you know like you know season season yeah. seven we've, we've talked before about in the show it almost felt like with with little finger they just didn't know what to do with him
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and i and like some of that stuff i think it's gonna be totally different
0: yeah yeah for sure um one more thing though just on uh with uh in regards to this uh, raven we have here from Maglum, mm. he he brings up a point, and I just want to make a comment on this. the The idea that um, if you think that Rhaegar betrayed Elia in getting with um, Lyanna, Lyanna, right? Then, and, oh God, I don't even know. Uh, yeah, well, we're gonna have to talk after. I I have another another idea to hit me, but like, like the idea is and what Maglum's asking is like, would that cause animosity between? um, young Griff or fake guy, yeah. aegon a- mm-hmm. or whatever, whatever, aegon Targaryen, whatever, would that cause some tension just because they have different mothers? I mean, we right, talk a uh, lot is,
1: about it in our, in our Harrenhal series on Patreon. I mean, I'm sure Magnum's listened to that, but just for yeah. other, other people listening, we do, we do, a, there's a four part, um, big Harrenhal series on Patreon. We t- we talk a lot of bit about that, but, um, yeah, I don't know, though. Um, it, it, that's no, That one's kind of hard, actually. I think I would actually love like to do a really dedicated episode on that uh, at some point because it's hard to say because the Dornish, you know, seemed to be the most okay with, you know, having lots of spouses and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you know, it, he wanted another another child and it didn't seem like it was really going to happen with her. I mean, it probably would have killed her. Um yeah. and so that that part we don't really kind of know. Um yeah. you know whether or not he actually truly loved her or not. A lot of that has to do with you know his his relationship with with Leona. Again, we talk a lot about that in that big attorney uh, at Harring Hall um mm. series on on our Patreon, but uh, so I don't really want to spoil any any of that, but um yeah, that is the uh, I don't. I would. I don't know that he necessarily betrayed her, um, but I. I think for a lot. A lot of the realm certainly views it as so. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wh- yeah. For sure. Wh- one more
0: thing here. Just you know, we, we we were talking about the differences between show and book and how they can be quite different. Um. For example, and this is ah, I'm just going to say this. Major, major spoilers. Um. I don't typically do this. Like you know, Winds of Winter chapter stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to quickly mention it so you can just skip ahead about you know 30 seconds or something and we'll be done with it but the whole idea that that um princess ariana is on her way to see uh young griff or or Aegon and, per, and perhaps seal some sort of marriage pack mm-hmm. is a whole other thread that's not like not in the show at all like there's a whole this whole other group and again young griff himself and john connington are as well but then just this whole relationship between them and Dorn makes it a big deal. Like it's a, he's a, he's a legitimate threat. And that's something that Kevin Lannister is like looking at at the end of the, uh, the end of dance and saying, yeah, this is legit. Like, like Mm -hmm. we got to be careful about this, John, you know, Connington character. He's, he's not just, he's not just coming back to, to reclaim his seat. He's coming at look with the golden company. And this is, this is something we got to look into. Mm -hmm. And again, again, it's a reread podcast, right? so, I mean, we know Kevin Lannister is killed,
1: exactly because he's the only because he
0: has that view right now. Now look at who kills him, and then look at who that individual is supporting, and who who they might want to um, have a an easy path uh, to to Storms End, and then maybe you know on into King's
1: Landing. Mm -hmm. It's crazy, exactly crazy. So, all right, well, I think we got one. We want to do one more here. Uh yeah, so this is uh, This is
0: interesting. So we have uh Sir, Sir David the blacksmith of House Um of House Firewood, uh whose words are work smart, work hard. Um mm-hmm. a Raven here, and this is about um kind of the legend of of uh, Jonquil uh and in Florian. Mm-hmm. Um Sansa, he starts off with the title. This is Sansa's Jonquil and Florian is the Hound. Um Sandor Clegane. So while most Game of Thrones fans wanted to see Clegane Bowl. I'm still hoping to see the payoff of the unkiss between Sansa and the Hound. Uh, The Hound is my favorite character and I am very much hoping that the two of them end up together. Uh, Gurm had, has made the connection between Sansa and Jonquil almost um, Mm unmissable. Zerdontus explicitly calls her Jonquil several times. Sansa thinks of Jonquil often and pines for that sort of fairy tale romance. Um, Sandor, however, is dismissive of what he views as, um, you know, childness. Uh, he uh, was forced to grow up fast and grow up hard. Underneath it all, though, I'm convinced he longs for the innocence that he lost as a child. Um, that's why he is so drawn to Sansa. Um, you know, he does, he does what he does and uh, became who he became out of necessity and eventually uh, renounces the life of cruelty he was forced into. When stressed, um, he asked Sansa to sing a song of Jonquil, uh, subconsciously wanted to be comforted because deep down he wants to believe in fairy tales. Sansa falsely remembers several times sharing a kiss with Sandor, uh, which the community um, has called the unkiss. Gurm has indicated that this is indeed a false memory um, and that it will pay off in the future. Why does she misremember it and bring it up so often? Because deep down, she wants to be with Sandor. However, much, um, much on the uh, surface, she doesn't. Uh, remember also what Jonquil, or when Jonquil met Florian, her first words to him were, you are no knight, which is exactly how Sandor uh, refers to himself. Uh, Sansa and Sandor would, in my opinion, make the perfect, uh, if unlikely, couple. She would bring the innocence back into the life he's had to to bury and he would help protect her uh, and help remind her how the how real um, how the real world often works. So, again, mm. that's Sir David, the blacksmith Um, that I like. I love this. This is great. This is cool. This is not something we, we talk a lot about. And, you know, it is it is something she she misremembers. And she does often think about the hound a lot. She does.
1: Right. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of people that think that they may get together.
0: Yep. yep. Yeah. So I mean she's with I mean, right now, next up on her list uh is is Harry the Air and she they're in the eerie with this whole, you know, tournaments they have going on. Um yeah that Peter Baelish is, is putting on. Um but after that, who knows?
1: This it's possible.
0: That that they, that they could end up together, and I really like this, and I like the connection. Well,
1: if, um, I think yeah. I think it's possible the hound may if the hound joins up with the um, brotherhood without banners. Again, you mm-hmm. and I have talked a lot about Sansa seems kind of the most hard to get to where she's needs to be in the show um, with the Knights of the Vale and stuff like that because it just doesn't you know, and then showing up for the Battle of Winterfell because it just seems. There's just a lot of pieces that need to move around to get her there. I think it's possible. You know, uh, she she may end up running into the Brotherhood without banners and seeing Lady Stoneheart. Um, and yeah, you may you know maybe she maybe she's reunited with the Hound. Then,
0: mm-hmm. yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Perhaps I. Th- there there is so much though. This is great. This is actually really cool because there is a lot of layers when you look at her liking the story of jonquil and like florian um and here's the quote right so i'm going to go back to, like this is basically it's so for folks who don't know this is sort of a, a legendary character from the age of heroes um and it's jonquil sung about there there are tales about them falling about uh, her falling in love with the knight named florian um the fool and the quote is yes yeah, you know jonquil says you are no knight i know you you are florian the fool uh, he says, I am, my lady, as great a fool as ever lived and as great a knight as well. Um, a fool and a knight? I have never heard of such a thing. Sweet lady, all men are fools, and all uh, men are knights uh, where women are concerned. So mm-hmm. this is someone who's like, like at the tourney of Ashford. They're kind of putting mm-hmm. on this play or whatever. But, yeah, it's a legendary sort of like tale. Hey, I man, it's, um, in, it's in the hedge knight. Yeah, it's in the hedge knight. And it's... Yep. it's um like Marillion sings about uh Junquil when he's in the sky cells and, and stuff. And it, there, all this is sort of like surrounding um, Sansa. And again, maybe it's just something that she thinks about, but then who is her, her Florian, right? Like mm-hmm. who is that? Who is that individual? I mean, she, again, uh, there's just, there's so much there. Cause Sir, Sir was the fool, right? He is a fool. He is that um, guy who was a knight who then is made a fool and, and everything. And so I don't know. Um, yeah it's cool i think it'd be kind of really neat and it would Mm be really interesting to see a different side of of the hound um with with sansa see them together
1: yeah Yeah. Uh, absolutely so all right well uh i think that is it for us this week guys be sure to uh catch us over here on on patreon for uh, extended edition um basically we do these at the end of of all of our episodes now um on patreon where we just kind of dive down some of the the deeper deeper kind of crazy rabbit holes so who knows we cut loose some, you who, who knows you know we, we chase talk, spiders we, we, yeah okay i'm i'm looking <laughs> for it okay i got my feet under the table and it's really dark under there so i've been kind yeah. of shining my certainly my phone on as a flashlight just making sure uh you know i don't get bit by a spider here as we're gonna be talking probably about some varus, possibly being a merman You know, it's just all the things we do over there on Extended Edition. So uh, yeah, but anyway, we want to thank you for playing the Game of Thrones. In our next episode, we will be discussing Chapter 9, Aria 3 of A Clash of Kings.
0: If you like our podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave a comment, or send us a raven at btkcast at gmail.com.
1: We will see you in a week, and remember that the night is dark and full of spiders.